the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Outside the Royal Academy of Art, in the forecourt, there is a small sculpture, so tiny that it's very easy to miss on your way into the gallery. It's a life-size and incredibly life-like sculpture of the artist Anthony Gormley's six-day-old baby daughter, resting in that curled-up fetal position that new babies so love. If you do notice her, which for me was only on leaving the exhibition, you can't help but be completely overwhelmed by her presence. Out there on the ground, naked and exposed to the wind and the rain, completely on her own. Most of us just want to scoop her up and make her safe. Iron Baby, as she's called, is, though she's made of strong black iron, so tiny and easily overlooked that she's a powerful symbol not of strength, but of human vulnerability and of powerlessness, provoking in those who do see her an urgent sense of responsibility to make some kind of loving response to her need. Today, in our Old Testament reading, we shall heard a short extract from the very long book of Job, one of the most important books in the Bible, a book that explores what it means to be vulnerable and completely powerless, but still to have faith in God and God's ultimate power. Job, a godly and righteous man, living a life of prosperity at the start of the story, has everything taken away from him by God as a kind of test of faith. His family, his home, his possessions, his health are all destroyed. And this important and upstanding member of the community is left entirely alone and powerless. Someone of great significance becomes a nobody. Three friends come to him in his misery, but though they are sympathetic to his suffering at first, they cannot accept that his downfall was not his own doing. Armed with the traditional wisdom of the community that God is powerful and just, always rewarding the righteous and punishing the wicked, they blame Job himself for what has happened to him. He must have fallen short to have fallen so low. Instead of listening to him and offering him a loving response to his need, they cannot bear to accept that his reality challenges their worldview and they close their ears to his suffering. And so in our first lesson this morning, we hear Job respond with sarcasm to their stupidity, longing for compassion from his friends, words of comfort for his pain. He mocks their attempt to help him in his weakness, which has only made his situation worse. How you have helped one who has no power how you have assisted the arm that has no strength. You have turned my humiliation into an argument against me, he says at another point in the book. Despite all that befalls him and the insults of his comforters, Job maintains his integrity, and though he rages and questions, 
he never doubts the power of God, but comes to know that it is a power he can never fully understand. How small a whisper do we hear of him, the thunder of his power, who can understand, he says in our passage this morning. Well, some two and a half thousand years have passed since the book of Job was written. But our human tendency to blame people for their own misfortune is still as strong as ever. It's a constant refrain from politicians wanting to avoid responsibility for social need. And so often we ourselves can be tempted to secretly blame people who are struggling, whose behavior challenges us and disturbs our view of the way their lives should be without stopping to find out what they're really facing, without taking the time to really listen and appreciate their story. That homeless person who could choose to sleep in a hostel if they wanted, that refugee who could have stayed where they were and not come to bother us, that friend who went back to their abusive partner, that relative who just keeps on messing up. And how often do we simply not see those who are suffering at all? So busy rushing about being important ourselves, we walk right past without noticing their need. Jesus Christ calls us to a different way of living. To follow Christ means to take on his special care for those the world forgets and abandons, taking time and finding the patience to show real compassion to those in need, not by our own strength, but in the strength of God's infinite power and love. Let us pray. As we offer God our own weaknesses and our own failings, our own vulnerabilities this morning, we pray that in the power of God's Spirit, we may be made strong in compassion for those who are weak and strong in endurance for the challenges we face, that filled with joy, as we walk in the way of Jesus Christ, we might come to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen.